What's up, everybody? It is Friday, March 12th, 2021, and I want to welcome you to the NFL Draft Edition of After Further Review. I am Brandon Lundberg, Senior Analyst with Football Scout 365 and FootballScout365.com. Today's episode, we are going to focus on Stanford quarterback Davis Mills, who is believed to be a bit of an under-the-radar prospect. But before we dive into the analysis, I want to remind you to check out our last episode of After Further Review, where we break down film of Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Zach Wilson. Be on the lookout for the next edition of After Further Review, where I will examine Mac Jones, Trey Lance, and Kyle Trask. Before we dive in head first, I want to remind everybody to follow us on Instagram at FootballScout365. And on Twitter, you can search us. Just type in FootballScout365. You can also listen to us on Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Just search FootballScout365. All of the After Further Review episodes are also in podcast form. And when you're done watching the video, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Football Scout 365. And last but not least, do not forget to smash that like button. Let's get on to the show. So I want to provide a quick overview of Davis Mills uh, before we dive into the scouting report and the film portion. Uh, We'll start off. He was a five-star recruit, according to 24-7 Sports. He was the number one overall prospect coming out of high school back in 2017. He was considered the number one pro-style quarterback. He's one of the top players coming out of the state of Georgia back in 2017. He was a dual-sport athlete. Uh, He excelled at both football and basketball. He was also a U.S. Army All-American, and he was invited. And, and competed in the Elite 11 quarterback camp back in 20, 2016. Um, camp counselors had voted him as the best pro-style prospect. Uh, he competed with the likes of Tua Tungavailoa and Penn State quarterback Sean Clifford. At Stanford, Mills has started 11 games in, in the past two seasons. As a junior, he had some standout performances in 2019, one in particular where he threw for 500-plus yards against Oregon State. And he had a 428-yard performance in 2020 versus UCLA in a double overtime game where he led Stanford back uh, from down double digits into a victory in overtime. So um, that's kind of a quick overview of Davis Mills. Uh, We'll go ahead and we'll move into the scouting report. Scouting the good on on film um, while watching Davis Mills on tape, it's obvious that he is a pro-style quarterback. Playing at Stanford under David Shaw, it's it's clear that he's very, very comfortable in a pro-style offense. He does display good athletic good athleticism. He's not overly athletic. He's a guy that, you know, you have to respect. He's not, he's not gonna put immense pressure on a defense with his running ability. He's not gonna sit back there and run zone read, um, RPO type um stuff to put pressure on a defense with his legs, but he has enough athleticism that the defense has to respect him as a runner. Um, it shows up on his film. He extends drives um, from time to time with his legs. So defenses have to respect that. So he has enough athleticism in, in that regard, um, especially when you're comparing him to other guys in the draft, um, such as Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, or Justin Fields, those, those types of athletes. So he differs. Um, he's not necessarily a conflict player sure he can put a defense in conflict from time to time um but he's he's not he's not going to be a spread offense style player he is clearly a pro style quarterback he excels um coming off a play action pass um in rhythm three step five step seven step drop timed up with his receivers uh, he does a really good job with that 
Um, he's got really good footwork, good mechanics, a compact throwing motion. When you're watching him on film, as we go through some of these clips, he reminds me personally a lot of an Eli or Peyton Manning when standing in the pocket, his quick drop, his uh, fast release. You'll see that a lot. He also excels more on the short to intermediate throws rather than the deep uh, downfield passing. You'll see all of that as we go through the tape. I'm going to try to cover a little bit of everything to kind of get the full scoop and, and give you the full scoop on what you're going to be hearing probably down the line as more analysts and scouts start to discuss Davis Mills. We'll move forward now to the next analysis, and that'll be scouting the bad. As we discussed when evaluating or, or talking about the scouting the good, on film, one of the Big question marks for Davis Mills is his deep ball accuracy. He he really does need to work on that and improve that. Uh, there are times where it looks really, really good, but then there's times that it's just way, way off. One of the things that he does well is short to intermediate throws. Stanford has a lot of that built into their uh, pro style system. And I, I do believe that you know, he can improve his deep ball accuracy. Some of the throws that he misses on, you know, just need to be maybe a little bit more to the outside or more to the middle of the field so that the receiver has a better opportunity to get to the football. But in addition to that, he can improve his decision making and he, he needs to obviously, and again, I said during the scouting, the uh, good that, you know, that he excels with short to intermediate throws. He also can improve his short to intermediate um, touch, for example, sometimes he lets the football get away from him a little bit and he sails it over the receiver's head on short to intermediate throws. Hey guys, before we dive into the film evaluation, I want to shout out the five tool sports podcast where myself host Woody Massey and analyst Nate Parker and CJ McLaughlin. We do a weekly sports podcast uh, right now. We're diving into NFL divisional way too early previews. Check us out. You can find us on Apple, Google, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts can be found. Let's take a look at play number one here. This is an example of Davis Mills letting a throw get away from him. This is on a short route to the receiver. The receiver gets about, you know, four yards beyond the line of scrimmage here and about the middle of the field. Mills, you know, he actually has good form and sets his feet here. And honestly, he should have already made this throw. Uh, it looks like he was really aiming to go either one of these two guys at first and he works his way back down here to the third option from right to left just kind of lets this get away from him. you see what he does here he kind of skips see his platform now so he's literally he's left the ground on both feet and he kind of just like shot puts the ball over the line just an inaccurate throw not a good throw this is one of the examples again of him letting one get away from him sails on him you see this uh, periodically in his game. It's not something that ails him too much, but again, it, it shows that he's not that great when he's not on platform. So if you're able to get him off platform, you'll be able to shake up his accuracy um, on the short to intermediate stuff. All right, so we're going to hop into the next play here. This is another example from Scouting the Bad uh, where we talk about his deep ball accuracy. This is, you know, this is an example here where really all he needs to do on this throw, because it does get intercepted here, he throws it too far to the inside. So this safety is just kind of sitting back there. He's reading Davis Mills. 
where his head is at, where he's looking and where he might be throwing it to. I mean, this guy is just all over this play from start to finish. Mills should have thrown it a little bit earlier and outside of the numbers, sails it too, uh, too far inside. And again, if he throws it a little bit earlier, gets it out here outside the numbers, lets his receiver get outside and run under it, the safety wouldn't have been able to get over there to make that kind of a play. So this is definitely a, an improvement area for Davis Mills. Uh, generally, I don't start off with negative plays first, but I, I, I wanted to throw these out there because these really stuck out to me when watching his film. But definitely, there's, he has a lot more upside and ability um, in, in areas of improvement. This is an area that he could definitely improve on at the next level. Deep ball accuracy, ball placement on the deep ball. He's really good. I mean, short area, short to intermediate throws, he's really good with the uh, short to intermediate accuracy. Just needs to improve that deep ball accuracy. He does make some deep throws um, on occasion that are really nice. Um, this is uh, actually a, a decent example of a deep throw. So kind of segueing from uh, that negative data point on the last play, you can see where he makes this throw. He puts it where his receiver is is in position to get it, right? Now, you might think this is, ah, oh, this is luck. The receiver made a great play on the ball, boxing out the defender. But oftentimes, and when you watch his film, he does this quite a bit for his receivers. He, he just puts the ball right where, you know, it needs to be. So this is the opposite of the last play, for example. So where he needed to throw it to the outside, he does throw this one to the inside, but his receiver is able to get that inside leverage on the defensive back to make the play. So this is really more of an awareness thing for Davis Mills. He has the awareness and understanding that this particular receiver that he works with probably every day in practice or works with in the off or has worked with in the off season. Um, he understands what this receiver likes, how this receiver operates. And this is just a good example of um, when he is on, on the deep ball throws. Now this, this is not a deep ball throw. This is in the red zone. This is going to be a back shoulder fade. And this is where his game is really, really good. He, he does throw a beautiful back shoulder fade. It's, it's on the money, especially on this one. And, and this is something that is useful at the NFL um, level, especially against man-to-man -man coverage in the red area uh, and something that he does excel at. So this is one of the good things that he does really well. Um, ball placement on the, on the back shoulder fade here. And this is uh, closer to an intermediate. Uh, throw, which is a good display of his intermediate accuracy, which is much better than his deep accuracy um, overall. This play is an example of Davis Mills' ability to, or his athletic ability, his average to good athletic ability. I refer to his athletic ability to be good. He's not quite a conflict defender, as we already discussed. He's not putting a lot of pressure on defenses with his legs, though he does have the ability to put pressure on a defense with his legs. He shows the ability on certain, you know, in certain situations to extend drives uh, with his legs. But on this one, he feels things start to break down and he slides underneath his tackle there, his left tackle. And if you watch him, his head up, his eyes are up and down the, and looking down the field the entire time as he's moving laterally there. And he, he understands he's, he's going to take a hit. And he makes this throw. And it's perfect. 
His receiver was coming back to help him on that one. So as things break down, Mills has the ability to make plays with his feet. It kind of looks like Andrew Luck a little bit on this play. The old Andrew Luck days at Stanford uh, when he was on the move, taking a hit as he throws, etc. Definitely a great example of Mills' ability um, to extend a play or to, um, yeah, extend a play with his own legs there. So decent athletic ability, um, which will help him at the next level. All right, so on this next one, we're going to get a good example again um, of his decision-making. Uh, so early on, we had seen, you know, we went over a couple of negative examples for the first two plays uh, where he threw an interception because he threw the ball too far inside um, to the safety. In the very first play where he was off platform and it was an inaccurate short throw that sailed on him because his, his uh, base was not set. On this particular throw, he just didn't get enough under it. Um, he was, you know, it looks on this particular throw, and, and we'll go back here. He's trying to get the ball over the top of the defenders. Now, this is something he likes to do because he does have bigger, taller, athletic receivers at Stanford. So he trusts their ability to go up and get the football. It's just this time he doesn't get enough on it uh, for his guy to get to it. So if we go back and watch, everything's good here. He's got plenty of time in the pocket. Might not have been his best decision to make this throw, but he felt good about it. Just needed to get it a little bit more on this uh, throw in order to make it happen. Instead, gets intercepted. So again, you know that, that could just be his overall ability. Um, not, not as much as decision-making, just get a little more umph under it. Um, part of it could be decision-making. He had plenty of time. He could have stood in there if he, if he felt like maybe that wasn't a good throw, um, which it didn't appear that was the case because he did make, he, he tried it anyway. Um, he, he could have waited something else out. Now, on this particular play, same game, by the way, and this is the game that um, I alluded to in the uh, overview um, against uh, UCLA where Stanford, you know, is down two scores. So they're obviously down 27 to 20 here with 5.46 to go. Um, and he makes just a, a terrible throw here. He gets picked. I mean, this corner is just sitting there camping out. <laughs> and he just throws it right to him. Easy money. And it gets housed. So now you're on the road at the Rose Bowl. No fans in the stands. It's 2020 COVID. But uh, look, at look. the corner is just watching him the whole time. He knows where he's going to go with the football. And he just makes a bad decision on this one. And this is a, another example of his decision-making. This is a better example of his decision-making um, when compared to the last play, which if he just gets more on that last play, his receiver has a better opportunity Instead, it gets intercepted, but here he just makes a terrible decision. You know, it goes back for six. House call, easy money for UCLA. All right, so he uh, makes up for his mistakes in this game. And, and this is what makes, th this is where I see his competitive nature come out, where he continues to fight and he's, he's making plays in this game. There's only uh, two minutes and 39 seconds left in this game. 
Stanford's down 34 to 20. Mentally, you, you would believe this game is over. They've only got two timeouts, right? But I mean, this dude's clearly not giving up. He makes a really, really good throw into a tight window, gets it to his receiver. Now, the DBs, I don't know what they're doing. This guy, it's UCLA secondary. He's not even paying, like, his eyes were nowhere where they needed to be. I mean, his head should have been turned back. He could have probably made a play on this ball. But regardless, Mills gets the touchdown there. Nice touch on the throw, gets it to, you know, gets it to his receiver here. And, and actually, if you, if you look at it, Mills throws it um, to a spot. And this corner, honestly, ends up out of position and the receiver makes the play. So whether on purpose or not, it's a touchdown. Um, Stanford is down one score. And as you can see, here we are. 23 seconds left in this game. And Mills is Mills has Stanford near the red zone here. And he's going to make a play to tie this game. And now another good example of his ability, you know, his touch on some of the shorter to intermediate stuff. This would be considered a 20-yard a, a downfield throw. So this would be considered a, a deep throw. Um, it's fringe deep intermediate to deep, but just a good example of his touch and his accuracy. And again, this goes back to him being on platform rather than off platform on his throws and how that may affect his accuracy. I mean, look at him, perfect base, everything's good, plenty of time, stands in there, has time to make a beautiful throw on an in-breaking route to his receiver, which again, as discussed before, that's important at the NFL level. Taking a look at the last play that we have here for Davis Mills. Uh, this is the same game against UCLA where they were trailing by two scores. And as just discussed on the last uh, clip, this uh, proves, again, you know, his, his will to win, his competitive nature, his competitive spirit. He's able to lead his team back from a two-score deficit with only two minutes and 39 seconds left to get this game into overtime. Uh, they're able to overcome some adversity in overtime to win this game. He had already overcome a couple of in interceptions in this particular game. And on this final throw here to give Stanford the lead, he just, once again, he shows his intermediate touch, his intermediate accuracy. He doesn't really throw it, you know, back shoulder. But he does put it in, in, in a perfect spot for his guy to get the to make the catch. And, and the receiver makes a great play on this one, too. Uh, corner is in good position. Uh, you know, but the quarterback and the receiver just make an excellent play um, to basically put this game um, in the win column for Stanford. So moving on, Davis Mills, he, he does. He displays a lot of upside. He displays a lot of potential. He's not a potential upside. If you go to footballscout365.com or if you follow us on Instagram, you'll see where we categorize players in the NFL draft um, three different ways. You've got your instant impact players. You've got your potential upside players. You've got your developmental players. Uh, Davis Mills is a developmental prospect, not quite on the potential upside uh, scale. He's, he's close. But he is a guy on the developmental side that if he's able to fit, fix some of his uh, 
issues with the deep ball. His deep ball accuracy needs to improve and his ability to, I mean, you can't, I don't expect him to learn how to be accurate with off-platform throws, uh, maybe get a little more comfortable with off-platform throws. Uh, but as, as we had shown you in, in the, on the tape, the very first play, he was inaccurate off-platform on, on a short throw. So his ability to improve in, the, in, in just two of those areas will be tremendous, but he does display some NFL traits. I mean. His short and intermediate accuracy when he's on platform are really on point. Um, he does need to improve his decision-making, as, as we discussed as well. And, and that, that comes with time. So he's not a guy that I feel like is going to make those strides right away. He is a guy, though, that I feel can be an NFL backup to start off um, with the potential to develop into an NFL starter. So, you know, I really wanted to examine Davis Mills today to get a better look at him. I, I had done some research on, on some other quarterbacks out there and, and I had seen some things that scouts have, have said about him. And a lot of what they've said is, is very accurate. And I can, like I said, I can, I can honestly see where there are scouts and, and there may be some GMs out there that are thinking, you know, Hey, we're going to get this guy somewhere late. Um, and, he, and he's got some potential. So he is a pro style quarterback as mentioned. His scheme fit is, is, I believe his scheme fit is absolutely San Francisco 49ers, um, maybe the LA Rams, that type of offense where they utilize the run to set up the pass, uh, play action pass, um, and, and rhythm and timing throws um, for both of those um, offenses. I think that those two schemes fit him really, really well. I, I, I think maybe even the Patriots could potentially be a scheme fit for him um, where Josh McDaniels could uh, potentially, you know, build the offense around his skill set, very similar skill set to uh, a Tom Brady uh, where he does have decent pocket awareness and the ability to slide. Uh, he is a little more athletic though than Brady. So I give him that. And like I said, in the beginning, some scouts, they believe he's more of an average athlete. I see him as a good athlete. Uh, with the potential to extend plays and drives with his legs, not a conflict player like your Trevor Lawrence, uh, your Justin Fields or your Zach Wilson, um, but a guy who, who is capable of making plays with his legs. So the final grade for Davis Mills is developmental. And the reason behind that grade, we've already went over that a little bit previously, but to kind of rehash it, there is there's a big difference, obviously, between the way, you know, the way we grade developmental prospects, potential upside prospects and instant impact players. We have three tiers um, of our grading system. So when you're looking and evaluating Davis Mills, when you're comparing him to Trey Lance is a good example. Um, you know, Mac Jones is another good example. Those are guys that are on the potential upside scale. So they're at that second tier. And they're honestly, those are two guys just below that instant impact player um, level. And one of the reasons why those guys are not at that instant impact uh, player level for Mac Jones is a little bit different. Mac Jones is on the cusp of instant impact player, to be honest with you. Uh, Trey Lance, one of the biggest factors that I look at his his level of play on the field 
is high level. But again, it wasn't against top level competition. But another way to look at how a guy plays when they're not facing top level competition, what what is their surrounding cast as compared to the surrounding cast of their opponents? Does Trey Lance have far, you know, a lot more talent surrounding him on his team than the opponents he faced, especially in games where he really, really stood out um, above everyone else. So that's one way to look at it. Then you've got Mac Jones surrounded by elite level players at Alabama, clearly the best team in college football, the best football program, the best everything, right? You've got the best head coach, maybe the greatest of all time. And, and you're in a program where you're accustomed to winning a lot of games. Mac Jones, though, what's starting to help separate him is his ability on the field. Make like he has proven, because one of the attributes of an instant impact player is his ability to make his team better just by being on the field, right? He does that because he is a very accurate passer. He's an accurate passer. He makes good decisions. He can go through progressions. He can throw his receivers open, right? That's a guy who's potential upside right now, just a hair away from instant impact player. I've got Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, and, and Trevor Lawrence, all three instant impact players, right? Those are the upper echelon right now. There could be a fourth with Mac Jones. So the big gap between, you know, say an instant impact player and a developmental prospect and for Davis Mills, level of performance hasn't really faced that high level of competition in the Pac-12, right? And then his on-field play. He shows some things on field, right? He shows some attributes, instant impact player att attributes that I'm like, okay, this guy can make a throw just like a Zach Wilson accurately when he's on platform. What Davis Mills doesn't do well is off-platform throws, right? We've seen that the very first play off platform couldn't make a five yard throw in front of him right there's some things there's some there's some gaps there that can be bridged a developmental guy can become an instant impact player at the nfl level he can become a potential upside player which is you know average to above average right um so i really see davis mills as a guy that if he can develop his current skill set let's get him you know a little bit better at the things that he's already good at don't focus on you know what you're not great at right away focus on the things you're already good at improve those to a, a higher standard right and then at the same time while you're working on some of the things you're not good at because the things that he's not good at sometimes decision making not good you know you've seen that against UCLA where he throws a pick six puts his team into a two-score deficit, you know, with about two minutes and 39 seconds left, he's still able to get his team back in the game down two scores, which is, which is awesome, right? Shows his competitive nature, as we discussed. Gets his team back in the game, gets them in overtime, they win the game. In the NFL, you don't have that margin for error, right? It's a much smaller margin in the, at the NFL level. And for Davis Mills, that's something that he must improve on. Decision make, just making better decisions. Find a check down. Get out of the pocket. Don't force something. Whatever he has to do, throw it away. Just don't force it. Some of the stuff that I've seen when I've seen him make a mistake, it's it's not that he's forcing. He's looking right at a guy and he's throwing it. It's like he threw it right to the DB on the pick six against UCLA. So there's some decision making things there that need to be worked on. 
that can be developed and can help him improve and get to that next level in the NFL. So I really see him as, you know, a backup out of the gate, somebody who needs a couple years of development. He may benefit from being in a pro style system, which I do view him as more scheme dependent than some of the other prospects out there who play in, you know, spread style systems, you know, that are playing in those air raid style offenses at the college level. He's not a guy that's going to be doing the zone reads and the RPOs. Can he do it? Yes. He displays it on film. He does it. It's Stanford does some of that stuff, but again, he can still do some things in a pro style offense that some of these spread guys aren't that great at. He can get under center. He, he's really good um, with uh, rhythm throws and, and timing throws. He can do the three-step, the five-step, the seven-step drop. He's really good with play action. So a system like the San Francisco 49ers or the LA Rams, those are systems that I believe he, you know, Davis Mills can excel at. And that'll do it for this episode of After Further Review. We just finished up our analysis of 2021 NFL draft prospect Davis Mills, quarterback for Stanford. Got some more content on the way. We're going to be looking at the quarterbacks a little bit more. Going to dive in this weekend and, and probably have a video out, hopefully by Monday on YouTube, covering Mac Jones, Trey Lance, and Kyle Trask. If you want to, go ahead and go check out our last episode where we did a deep dive into uh, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson and Justin Fields. Give you a little bit of a better perspective on comparative traits of all three players. I'm going to do the same thing with Mac Jones, Trey Lance, and Kyle Trask to try to help people gain a little bit more perspective on the three quarterbacks um, that, that I consider like the second tier. Davis Mills, for example, is a guy on the outside looking in of that second tier. He's on the third tier, but he's He's definitely a draftable prospect and a guy with a lot of upside. So be on the lookout, obviously, for more episodes similar to this. We're going to be doing the wide receivers at some point, running backs, leading up to uh, the NFL draft. So a lot of good content on the way. And throw us a like for this video and every other video that you watch. Throw us a like there as well. Um, and again, I want to say thank you for watching.